It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as almost roulading. To cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. The perfect closet editions feel as good as they look. And Rothy's knits style and comfort into every pair of shoes. The Rothy's signature sneaker combines game-changing comfort with a timeless style that goes perfectly with every look, from casual to elevated. And their one-of-a-kind driving loafers feel great with or without socks and come in both classic and eye-catching designs. Find out what the hype is all about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash hype. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 101 of the Hawks podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my wonderful and lovely co-host, Logan. How are you doing? I'm wonderful and lovely, as always, I guess. There you go. See, Uh, Logan, you know what? I think we talked about this on the last episode, but I just want to say your birthday was yesterday. I just want to say, how was your birthday, dog? It was good. It was, uh, did some stuff in the morning. Um, you know, normally for birthdays, I feel like you do stuff at night. Um, but I kind of, uh, I mean, yeah, you're old I'm, now, I'm, I'm so old you got to do stuff I'm in the morning. I mean, by four, by, I mean, that that's something you got to face. I did stuff in the morning and came home. I took a nap and I woke up from the nap and I felt truly like death. Um, and that's when I realized how old I was getting. Um, but then the Hawks, the Hawks were on, on my birthday, playing the Nets and what was, just unquestionably the biggest game of the season. It was a playoff game, really, in my opinion, um, against Kevin Durant and the Nets, and they 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 won. They won on Quavo night slash Logan night slash Michael Green night. So, you know, it, it was a it was a <laughs> it was a thruple of a uh, of birthdays, and and the Hawks actually they delivered. They delivered. Look at that vocabulary, a thruple. Jeez, I, I was not ready for I that. But look, hey, I th- I said this, uh, I was thinking about this earlier. We talk about a lot on this podcast. Oh, this was the l- worst loss of the season. Oh, this was the worst loss of the season. Oh, we lost to the Pistons. We were down by 30 at one point. <laughs> like, I can without a doubt say this was our best win of the season. And I, I think it's going to hold that way. Like, I, you know, just for the regular season, you know, once we get into the playoffs, I mean, you know, fr- some stuff will probably be bigger than this. But look, I'm just saying. In the regular season, look, this Nets game, it, it had everything, really. I mean, uh, honestly, a fantastic game. I know there's some basketball purists out there who kind of uh, are not fans of when the Hawks and the Nets, you know, face off against each other. I mean, that's two offensive powerhouses. And look, I'm going to be honest, there wasn't much defense being played by either team. Let, let's just call it what it is. Uh, but a really entertaining and fun game. Um, probably one of my favorites this year. I mean, I had a ton of fun watching it. Not only did the Hawks win, which is utmost of the utmost importance, the Hawks have made it to where the Nets are no, they can't get the 60s, so they're guaranteed to be in the play-ins. And also, ready for this, Logan? You ready? I have, I have a stat, and this one is from the Valley Sports Broadcast. Shout out to Bob Rathbun, as always. Uh, Kev, Kevin Durant dropped uh, 54 points, Five. I believe. Highest ever. 55? Yep. Highest ever in uh, State Farm Arena history. That goes back to Phillips Arena when it was the Omni. The last player to do it was... Uh, Allen Iverson, he had 53. So, obviously, you know, we got some KD fans on the Hawks Talks podcast. Come on now. That's our guy. But look, 
a really good game, a really good win by the Hawks. And uh, look, this is exactly what you want to see as the season winds down. You know, we're we're like almost to the point where we're counting on one hand of the amount of games we have left. Uh, and we as there. we get to it, like games like these, we really are. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's going faster than I expected it to. It's like, look, for me, this is such a big confidence booster for the Hawks. Because look, if you can beat the Nets when Kevin Durant drops 55, let's just be honest. I don't think you're scared of any other team. Like, yeah, there's matchups you probably don't want to avoid, but like, if I can survive KD dropping 55 points and still winning a game, I I feel confident, you know, about my chances. That's just me. Yeah, it's um, what's funny is the Hawks really just like led from the, I don't know, the, some point in the second quarter onwards, and I'm not saying it didn't get close. It was very close late in the fourth, but I mean, they they held the lead. They didn't squander a lead they held it sure the lead got smaller but you're going up against Kevin Durant and uh, Ramadan Kyrie Irving even though Kyrie really shot poorly it was one of those games from Kyrie where he went like 11 for 32 Um, but I mean we beat the Nets with Kevin Durant dropping 55 now granted every single role player on the on the Nets was brutal Patty Mills was awful Patty Mills was Defending Trey Young on that on what ended up being the dagger from thirty feet, um, because I don't know. I guess that team needs Ben Simmons worse than I think people realize because that team they can't defend anybody, literally nobody. Um, it, I mean, yeah, it was a good one. The, the offense did what they needed to do. They got a little bit of a dry stretch late in the fourth. That that's the reason why the game ended up a close game instead of the Hawks winning by like eleven or twelve. Um, but it was it was a good game. They they just they just outplayed the Nets. Kevin Durant tried to backpack the Nets single handedly, and he just couldn't quite do it. And also, it's it's insane that Kevin Durant's career high is lower than Trey Young's, even after last night. That that's kind of absurd to think about. But um, yeah, his career high is only you know kind of say that like tongue in cheek, <laughs> but like only fifty five. And it's Kevin Durant, so you expect him to have dropped a sixty bomb or two at some point. But he hasn't. Not yet, not yet anyway. Look, Look, before we start talking about the Hawks, which is what this podcast is going to be about, I just want to first say, I do not ever want to play against Kevin Durant again. My Lord, some of the shot making in I saw in that third and fourth quarter, really the second half. Oh my gosh, Logan, can we talk a second about that? Like he tried to draw a foul, pulls up on one leg, it just throws the ball at the hoop and it goes in. It's like, oh my gosh, like that's one of those ones where you're like, Dude, what do you do? Like, all the props to TLC and Hunter. Look, Kevin Durant, he did not care. They were playing good defense on him, and he was still begging shots. I mean, they were able to slow him down. I think there was, like, a one stretch where KD missed, like, three shots in a row, which, you know, very well could have been the difference between the Hawks winning and losing this game. Uh, Look, that dude is absurd. Like, last episode, I had that whole spotlight where I was like, appreciate players while they're here. Appreciate the greatness. And then, it, like, I was playing this time. I was like, oh, my God. We need to never play Kevin Durant again. I don't want to do this. Like, I'll watch him play other teams. But whenever he's doing it to your team, it's like, my Lord, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, man. He he, uh, he was crazy. He's, he's Kevin Durant, so literally any shot, any jump shot on the floor, he's capable of making and he's going to make it like 50% of the time because he's Kevin Durant and he's one of one basically um but I mean Trey Young did not play better like let's let's not uh you know I'm not I'm not trying to say like Trey Young was the best player on the floor last night he wasn't but he was the second best and that's what we needed because our entire bench came to play 
guys like uh, Herter, who wasn't on the bench, but he was starting. But Herter really, really came to play. Capella did his thing. He didn't like Capella didn't you know go crazy. Like the Nets don't really have a center, um, a good center anyway. They have Andre Drummond, <laughs> so it wasn't like a game where Capella dropped like twenty and twenty. But Capella did what he needed to do. I mean, look, we beat the Nets without John Collins, without you know, with TLC playing significant minutes and Kevin Durant dropped 55. So that speaks to just the fact that all the bench guys, they, they contributed all the depth guys, all the sort of the quote other guys on the Hawks. They, they sort of, they contributed. So it was a very good win. Um, a, a much needed win. The Hawks, again, they still control their own destiny. If they win out, there's four games left. If they win out, they are a seven or eight seed. Um, they only have to win one playing game. They are, one game ahead of the Hornets and the Nets in the eight seed. Um, so the Hawks are in the eight seed. I think it's the Cavs in the seven seed, and then the Raptors have bumped up to six. And then nine and ten are the Nets and Cavs. One thing that's tricky is the Hawks do not have the the um, tiebreaker over the Nets. They have the tiebreaker over the the um, Hornets. So if we want to get a seven or eight seed, because the six seed is still possible, that but that requires a little bit of luck. That requires winning out and the Raptors kind of flopping and the Cavaliers flopping, um, which is possible, but it's going to require a little bit of luck. Um, we need to basically finish at least the same record as the Nets down the stretch. And the Nets do have a pretty easy schedule, easier than ours. So we're really going to have to show up for, for these last couple games because we play the Raptors in the Heat. Um, we play actually, it goes Raptors, Wizards, Heat, Rockets. Um, the Raptors game will be tough, I'm sure. Um the Heat game, depending, depending on uh, if they're resting anybody, um, how tough that game will get in, depending on who we have back in terms of injuries. But those Wizards and the Rockets games, you, you got to figure we need to win those. So that way we can at least give ourselves a very good shot at winning one of the other two and, and sort of cementing our spot in the seven or eight seed. But it's uh, this last this last week of the season, it's it's coming down to the wire so it's exciting basketball which is good because a lot of this regular season has felt like just blah just like very what's the point and now the last four or five games are, are coming down to the wire and it's it's kind of nail-biting so so it's it's honestly it's, it's a very fun way to end the season i want to i want to ask you this kind of logan like uh you know if, oh well first of all i want to make the joke as everyone knows uh the hawks do have a bit of a harder schedule than the nets which is actually good for us as everyone knows the uh the hawks they are amazing when they play teams with good records, and they do they don't they don't usually win when we face off teams mm-hmm. with bad records. I made the joke. All right, anyways, uh, I I need to ask you this. You know the Hawks are obviously in playoff mode at this point. Like le- like like the Hawks are officially like you know you're not fighting for your life. This isn't game seven, but we're in playoff mode now. Do you think giving going into the playoffs, going into the play-ins, you know that gives us an advantage like over somebody you know. Like, let's talk about the uh, the Heat for a second. Like, the Bucks, you know, the teams, the upper echelon, the top, you know, three seeds or whatever. Look, those teams probably aren't in play playoff mode yet. Like, they're, you know, they're still coasting. They're like, yeah, we're going to get some old guys some rest, get the vets some rest. You know, like, let's, you know, let's let's rest. Let's get ready for the playoffs. Like, the Hawks are already in playoff mode. Like, what, like last night, you said it. It was a playoff game. The atmosphere of the arena had a playoff feel. The, the players were locked in. I mean, look, the greatest way I can say this, TLC. Lesson. Big body, big bend. TLC played great. TLC's not an awful player. Just had to say that. He's he's a usable player. Which honestly, we also haven't mentioned this. This is the Hawks' fifth win in a row, so we're officially on on a on a real win streak. So the Hawks are definitely in playoff mode. 
They're, they are they are locked in. Yeah, I, but do you think like they give us an advantage? Like, let's say like you know we go we get this hot streak going, we finish the season a lot of confidence. You know, KD drops fifty five on us. Hey, we still win. Hey, Trey Trey hit a three on Patty Mills had patty mills knees going in and out and it did like a little dance like that was hilarious so that was a weird dance, to Trey. Yeah. well it was making fun of patty mills because like his like patty mills if you watch the clip back like his knees like uh, went back it went in and out i don't know <laughs> if you watch it you'll understand it but yeah, look that was funny I, I just think you know what the hawks are turning up they're shifting into that gear like maybe we're in a different maybe we're in a gear higher than you know the the more teams that you know are the veteran teams you know the bucks the heat you know teams like that i just I think that gives us an advantage, man. So, look, playoff mode is officially activated for the Hawks. Your foot is on the gas. I would say you're going about 85. There's no slowing down just because, you know, you play the Rockets. For example, I know we played them on the last game of the season, so not next or anything. Look, just because you play the Rockets, you can't take your, your foot off the gas. You're, you're going too fast at this point. If you want to make it, you want to put yourself in the best position possible, you have to keep your foot on the gas. That's how it has to be. You got to show up like you did against the Nets every single night. You can't take nights off. You can't play down the competition. And like Nate needs to hammer that into the guys, like the guys in the locker room, like the the John Collins. You know, I know he's not playing with the team right now because he's out with injury. Like he, you know, but he is the vocal leader and all. He needs to hammer that into the guys. Training to hammer into the guys. This is Trey Young's team. If you if this is your team, you need to hammer into the guys. Hey, we can't go out there against the Rockets and give you know thirty five percent effort. This isn't a random game in January anymore. You know, we're 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 in playoff mode. Like. This is a big factor if we're going to have to win one game or two games. And that really is going to matter. And personally, let's say uh, we're going to talk about playing matchups a bit later. You know, the, the theoretical one, because I think those are interesting. But I do want to say this. I would like to play Cleveland in like the 7-8 game over having to deal with the Nets in any way, just of what I saw. Like, I know we're capable of beating the Nets. I've said this enough on the podcast. Give me give me Trey Young against any team in the NBA, and I'll, I'll take my chance. You know, I, he's that guy. I, you're never... You're never, I can't count out the Hawks as long as they have Trey Young. I will never do it. He's just, there's very few people like him, and he's one of them. He's one of those guys. He's quickly approaching, like, you know, the, uh, I won't say it, LeBron territory. Um, anyways, yeah. So that's, that's, all, that's just my spiel. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that'll be some motivation for the Hawks. You know, all the players listen to this podcast. Oh, actually. yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Clint Capella loves me if that's, if that's the case. Um, you know can't red yeah, and us. One one thing that's slightly, I don't know, it's unfortunate with the schedules. The Hawks have been on fire at home lately, and only one of the last four games is at home. Um, next is at t- Toronto against the Raptors um, in their cute little bubble arena. Um, I don't know, the Hawks, they, they, they're clearly locked in, but Toronto's also playing for something, so I think that's basically the toughest game we have left. So if we can win against Toronto in Toronto, that's that's huge. Not only does is that huge for obvious playoff implications, but it shows that this team is ready to beat whoever they need to beat. Um, and then of course they travel home, play Washington. That's a game that you need to win regardless. Um, then you got the the Heat. We'll see about them. You know the the Heat. Who knows? They could be locked in by then. I'm sort of crossing my fingers, hoping that they're locked in by then. I know that's like slightly bitch made to like root for a team to not. To basically not be trying that game, but hey, I want easy wins. I want the Hawks to win out. I want the Hawks to win this season on that nine-game win streak going into playoffs. Like, of course, I want that. And then you got the Rockets, who I'm just gonna assume if if the Hawks don't know their playoff seating by then, that they will win because they will need to win. 
and the Rockets will want to lose. So, um, yeah, but the Hawks are, I mean, they, they've figured it out to some extent. This defense is still not great. Um, like <laughs> looking at the wins, they've still given up, you know, 123, 118, 115. You know, they're not, they're not locking teams down or by any means, but the offense is, is clicking. The defense is doing just enough, you know. Uh, luckily, Kevin Durant didn't score 15, you know, 60. He scored 55. So the defense did just enough, I guess. Um, but yeah, the Hawks are, the Hawks are kind of, they're, they're, they're heating up down the stretch. We wanted to, to make this podcast to one, capitalize off the excitement of that win. Um, and also the Hawks don't play again until Tuesday. So another off day tomorrow. Um, so we wanted to, to podcast, even though, you know, recently we haven't been podcasting for every game, but this was the most important game. It was an eventful game. And there's a couple of days off, so we, we we wanted to jump in and and you know talk about it a little bit because it, it was a big win and now truly truly the destiny our destiny is in our hands. We we uh we go as high as 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 we allow us to go. Um, so we just gotta win some games and then we're you know either looking at one play and win to to play like the Heat or the Bucks or maybe the Sixers or like Sixers the Celtics in the first round or if things go well, we're we're looking at the the sixth seed, which is kind of crazy considering where we, where we've been this whole second half of the season. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know, good, good vibes for the Hawks, which has not been common this year. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I kind of feel like as fans, you know, I don't, you know, I'm just gonna say it. We deserve this. We deserve games like this. Like Logan, you said this best. You know, we usually don't podcast for every game. It's a lot easier to want to podcast for every game and do like game recasts, like we're kind of doing like right now when the games are legitimately fun, but more importantly, the Hawks win, you know, last night there was, there was a time where that game was slipping away and I was like, yeah. Oh, here we go. I've seen this one too yeah. many times. I, I was like, I was like you, I was like on Logan's birthday on Michael Green's birthday, Quavo night. We got Quavo in the building and you're going to, you're going to do this. I've seen this movie way too many times. I was like, here we go. And it just, it didn't happen. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot more, uh, a lot more, uh, appetizing the podcast and you know record about this team you know whenever we do get these nice wins like these are nice wins you know I appreciated both sides of the ball you know and I'm gonna say it I liked watching Kevin Durant play offense but I like the Hawks playing offense and winning even more look before we get into like more of the game recap and like you know break things down a bit more in depth I want to talk about something first how did bogey shot not count where's my yep. explanation has anybody said anything I'm waiting on it uh I crazy what a what a hard sequence for the refs to have to unpack, but what a what a botch call if it did hit off the rim. That should been that should have been the Hawks three points. I don't know. I mean, the, I don't know. I, that's crazy. The NBA count. refs making a, a mistake is not exactly shocking. You know, they uh, they have hard jobs. They're like, come on, man. I, I don't know what was what was to miss there, but luckily it didn't come back to bite the Hawks. Um, but it is confusing. I, I don't really understand why that call wasn't fixed. Um, but hey, you know, luckily we can just look back at it and laugh a little bit instead of like look back and saying this cost us, you know, at, at the seven seed or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. That that was a, I mean, bad officiating is not exactly surprising at this point. But hey, is what it is. Look, and I, you know, I'll, I'll say it to the ref. That was like a very hard sequence to unpack, just because you know you had the herder shot. Oh, did it touch the rim? Does the shot clock need to be reset to fourteen? And then, like, oh, props to Hunter as well on that play. The Hawks didn't give up at all on that play. You know, Hunter 
basically goes into the backcourt to save the ball. Hunter with 10 rebounds, man. He makes the shot. He did it. He got 10 rebounds. Hey. Hey. Look at us, uh, Hunter. I I want to say he played well. I don't I don't think he really like stood out stood out, but I also don't think he was like bad. I uh, speaking on Hunter for a second. I saw something the other day, and I'm pretty sure you've seen this. It was trending over Twitter. It was like the each team's most disappointing player. Oh my gosh, what a what a what a terrible post. I think it had Jason Tatum as the Celtics, and if hmm. you're unaware, uh, you don't keep up with the NBA, and you do keep up with the Hawks. That's fine. Uh, Jason Tatum probably going to be an All NBA first team, and the Celtics are the second seed. So <laughs> it was a very like yeah, kind of trolling post, but it did spark some actual discussion among the Hawks fan base. And uh, I actually, curious, who's your most disappointing player, Logan, for this year? It's like the entire wing position, frankly, like every single wing. Um, also, I just realized I gave Kevin Herter credit for his game last night, and he he shot like crap. I was thinking of the previous games where he was on fire, but you know I, I'm not gonna uh, rescind the the credit I gave Kevin Herter. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll let him keep it. But yeah, the uh, the disappointing player for the Hawks is just the small forward position. It's it's Hunter, it's Reddish, it's I mean I'm not gonna act like I'm disappointed by TLC. He's kind of just done what you would expect him to do. It's it's Bogey. If you count him as a small forward, which I guess he plays sometimes, that, that that's the most posi- uh, disappointing player. It's it's a whole small forward sort of position, that wing position, because can't just choose one. They, they've they've all disappointed me in their own special way. Yeah, no, I, I think the most popular answer I saw was Hunter by far. So I just want to I just want to say, hey. Yeah, no, look, yeah, it's Hunter for me personally. Um, Logan, let's talk about this game for a minute. TLC, he he had his moment. You know, we talked about TLC, like a 13th man. Like, he shouldn't, he really shouldn't be expecting this role. And he's come in, and you know, he gets a lot of slander. You know, there was some air balls last night, but we I got to give him his props. I had a tweet about it. TLC, pounding the offensive glass, getting the rebound, going up in contact for the and one. I'm going to say it, Logan. TLC, you are the official winner of the Jackson Big Body Big Bins Award while John Collins is out. That that moment, that had me going, man, uh, to an unbelievable amount. What a, just, I don't know. TLC, he's not really a guy that, you know, if he leaves this offseason, he'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, there was the Minnesota game. He had, like, what, 20, 25 points on threes? Yeah, that was fun. But then it's like, come on, man. That that was beautiful. I love game. some hustling. I love some... I, yeah, it was a revenge game. We we finally we finally got one back for TLC. So shout out to TLC. I'm sure uh, that felt good for him. You know, to be let go by a team that uh honestly kind of has like terrible bench pieces. <laughs> like that team, woo boy. When when Katie and Kyrie weren't playing, and Kyrie actually funny enough, Kyrie was better in the second half because the sun went down. He was able to drink water for Ramadan. So fun fact about that. Oh, also another fun fact: the Hawks have another player. The Hawks have a player who's uh, participating in Ramadan. That's a uh, Gorgie Jank. A lot of people don't know he's Muslim, but there you go. Um, fun fact of the day with Hawks talks. Yeah, no, look, shout out to TLC man. I just want to give him his uh, give him his flowers. I I feel like giving TLC his flowers is like going and picking a dandelion out of your yard and just like handing it to going, him. But, going to the sidewalk. This is a tray on where we're, we're by the, the road in the in the concrete. <laughs> Yet. Just imagine how much better this podcast would sound on a warm summer drive with nothing but the open road ahead. As the official motor oil of road trips, Mobile One invites you to get in the driver's seat and reconnect with your inner explorer. Because with Mobile One formulas engineered to enhance your ride, you can turn any road into an adventure. 
So stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts to chat with the experts and pick up Mobile One on sale now. No, you know, you know, this isn't a TLC Slander podcast. You know, we won a game. Look, refrain from it. Don't make fun of the air balls. It happens to the best of us. Sometimes you miscalculate the win in State Farm Arena. Exactly. It happens. Um, look, hey, you know what? It's all good. Look, I, I need to talk about this, Logan. Yep. Trey Young. He he is him in the full extent. Michael Green, you know, basically the uh oh also shout out. Happy happy birthday to Michael Green. He had the same birthday as Logan. So really if you're affiliated with Hawks Talks, your birthday is probably also yesterday. So shout out to everyone born on April 2nd because you probably you probably listen to the podcast. Um look, he had a tweet. He was like, Hey, here's a quote retweeted my tweet. He was like, Hey, Trey Young is so excellent. End of the shot clock, end of the clock plays. I was like, Yeah. The fourth the third quarter ends. And there's like three seconds on the clock. Trey just gets down and makes a fantastic layup. I mean, it's just it. It's so nice having one of those guys who they get the ball and they make things happen. They just put it in the <laughs> basket. Like this isn't you know the 2015 Hawks where I'm like, all right, pin down for Corver, please. It's like they get the ball to Trey and he gets it in the damn basket or he gets it into someone's hands and we get a good look. Like it's nice to have one of those guys. I just want to put that out there. There's benefit to having just a guy that you can give the ball to and, and be like, go make offense. And he's like, all right, all right, I'll make offense. Cause I mean, like you said, the 2015 Hawks did not have that. The 2015 Hawks had team play. They had a bunch of role players and, and two all-star, two legit all-stars. I know more than two guys made the all-star team, but let's be real. We had two legit all-stars and uh, a bunch of role players and, and they made it work. The regular season is all about making things click together. And making things fit together, and that's what that sixty win Hawks team was. But having a having a player like Trey Young that can go into isolation, he can run a pick and roll, he can he can run off the ball. He doesn't do it very often. I still think I still believe he can do it well. Um, and and get you know like a you could set a pin, uh, pin down for Trey Young if 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 you drew it up. Frankly, having a guy like that that's you're putting a lot of faith into uh, Nate McMillan with the. Uh... With the out of with the uh, timeout plays, yeah, boy, yeah, just saying. But having a guy like that is invaluable. So, I mean, shout out to Trey Young. He's a uh, he's him. Yeah, in the fullest extent, he is him. Look, he he's that guy. Uh, I just want to say this very quickly before you know we move on because I do want to talk about some of our possible play in matchups. Just because I think that's fun. I think it's fun to uh, look at. Look, we got it. We got to say it, Logan. Clint Capella and a Kongu. What it's so nice having a rotation of, you know, like legitimately like good centers. Like a Capella's been legitimately good since February. But like, look, you 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 just he's just it's just nice to have good centers, man. It's just nice. Like you, you I, I become so much more grateful for them whenever I uh whenever I see like Andre Drummond. Jesus Lord, awful player. And uh, also last thing, this is actually my last thing. Delon Wright was almost a victim of some slander on this podcast and on Twitter. Because that play in transition where he didn't take the wide open layup. I, ooh, I was going to get into it, Logan. I, it was going to be WrestleMania for your boy. But look, he hit a three. So three's better than two. So that, hey, look, good play, Delod. You you deserve that. I, I will. Good play. Yeah, it's a. Uh, That's all I have to I say mean, about that. Know, I, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I'm with you. I'm just, I'm just chilling here, you know. I'm just basking in the glow. You know what? Hey, that's what we do on here. All right, Logan. Let's talk about these playing matchups, man. We got to do this. We haven't even done this yet, which is kind of interesting. I know, like, a lot of our season has been like, okay, when's the all season starts? But now let's actually like, uh, 
talk about stuff like playing matchups. How do you feel about our chances? And we'll go, we're going to go backwards. I'm going to go from most inter- from least interest to the most interest. How do you feel about us going up against the, against the Hornets, man? That, that game's risky, bro. That game's honestly risky. They can explode for 150. Um, the, the Hornets have been hot lately. Luckily, if we hold our ground, we play the Cavs in, in the play-in game. If we can stay a 7 or 8 seed, we, we play the Cavs. And honestly, I think we I think we beat the Cavs there. I think we do. Um, that's honestly the matchup I'm hoping for because the other options are you play Kevin Durant again in a do-or-die game, which is not very fun-sounding, not going to lie. Or you play the Hornets in a do-or-die game. And look, the Hornets don't ha- – those guys, only Gordon Hayward really has playoff experience, but – they they can pop off all at once. They're they're a lot like the Hawks. They can pop off and and drop one fifty on your head, and you can't do anything about it. Um, and they've been very hot lately. So the the best matchup possible for us, other than obviously getting the six seed, is is what we're where we're at right now. It's against the Cavs, um, which is a big reason why it's important that we, you know, besides the obvious seven or eight seed, you only have to win one playing game. I think I think. Playing against the Cavs is just a much better matchup for us right now, especially since the Cavs, frankly, they, they're they injured, man. Like, Jared Allen's out for a while. Evan Mobley's been in and out. It, Colin Sexton's been out all year. It's, it's uh, you know, His season's it's over. just Rondo and Garland and Markinen and Kevin Love, man. And I don't know. that That's a, that's a good matchup for the Hawks. If, if How dare you forget the R slash NBA most underrated player, Karis LeVert. Wow, they're gonna they're coming after you for that one. But I do forget luck. him because he's very forgettable. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah, admittedly, he is. Look, that's that's just fact. All, all due respect to Karis LeVert. My thing with the Hornet says, on one hand, I 100% agree with you. Like they're a team who can get going, but also they're they're so exploitable in so many ways. Like they have the same issues as us on defense. Like let's just be honest. That's true. There's not much of a difference between the Hawks and the Hornets defensively. If the Hornets like roll out like Lamelo, Terry Rozier, Bridges, I don't even know what they're doing for their big man combos these days. Like I pretty, yeah, like dude, if they put Montrez, like I might actually, you know, give give a uh, CC some post up plays. I don't, I don't know, man. We, I mean, hey, it's worked in the past. We all know that. Once the playoffs start, it's time to get Montrez Harrell off the court. That's all I gotta say. I, uh, I know from experience from rooting for the Clippers back in the bubble. I am well aware. That could be something that we exploit. Look, that's one of those things where, like, yeah, they might get 150, but they also might give up, like, 160. So, I feel confident going against the Hornets just because, like, Hawks are going to come in there prepared with more effort. And, like, I know that's just, like, such a copium thing to say, really, but, like, it is true. Like, this team will care because it's the play-ins. They're like, oh, yeah, we have to, like, actually win games now. So, I would feel confident going in against the Hornets. Cavaliers... I'm somewhere in the middle. I feel like our easiest matchup is the Hornets personally. But then like in the middle, I'm looking at the Cavaliers. It's like, you know, they are. I assume that Jared Allen and Evan Mobley will be back for the playing game. Like unless something. I feel like Allen is out happens. for weeks. Like a, like a John Collins type. I should say, I, I do not know. Uh, I do not know uh, his, his, uh, his, his injury. I, I do know Evan Mobley's is like, oh, he'll be back in like a few games. But I don't know about Jared yeah. Allen's. I think he actually like broke his finger. Isn't that playing? Can't you play through yeah, that? He's not playing right now, and they need to win. So I don't know, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd even think about it. Yeah, fair. All right. So look, going. All right, I feel better considering you don't have to go up against like you know Mobley and Allen and Markinen. So you're just packing the paint with seven foot foot players and cheesing the entire game. So, and then uh, yeah, the one I'm most scared of. <laughs> 
hey, y'all saw the game last night. I don't got to say it twice. The Nets, hey, I would like to stay as far as away from Kevin Durant. He is a bad man. Plus, I mean, at some point, Ben Simmons comes back, and that's just another layer I don't want to have to deal with. So hopefully we can't avoid them. I mean, I know we just beat them, but hopefully that we don't have to beat them again because I'd prefer to not play Kevin Durant. So, you know. Yeah, definitely hoping it's the Cavs or the Hornets. Yeah, that, yeah. hopefully, like you said, <laughs> what the most likely scenario is, is like Cavs get the seventh seed, we get the eight seed, we roll at the Cleveland, we're, we're blasting some little baby, you know, courtside sipping, spilling walk on the wood, of course. Uh, you know how it goes. I, uh, yeah, no, we play the Nets. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm going to, that's one of the ones where I have to like do something before the game. Like, like we're back in the playoffs against the Knicks. Like I have to like pace around the house for a few minutes to get ready. I have to get myself hyped up, but look, man, the play-ins are not going to be, uh, not going to be a joke. It's going to, it's back. <laughs> playoff, playoff basketball is almost here in Atlanta. And by that, I mean, the team's, you know, pretty much into that mode already. And I mean, eventually we're going to be fighting for our life. Basically. I mean, if we don't get to 60, but Hey, we need, we seem we need some luck. We need some Raptors losses, but that's looking unlikely because they just, I don't know, man, the Raptors, I don't know how they pull this, I don't know how they pull this stuff out of their hats. Just very randomly, it seems like the Raptors go on like, hey, we're on a seven game win streak or whatever. Hey, we it's do like, play okay, them, so if we can beat them, we got a chance, but. You gotta, you gotta break their back. Yeah. Wait, well, pause know, on that. Sure. You, you, yeah, not in like that, more in like a, a Batman Dark Knight Rises with Bane, okay. like, you feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying, dog. All right, yeah. Um, you have anything else to say, Logan? We kind of just been rambling for like 35 minutes, so I think I think it's time. I think it's mailbag time, frankly. Okay, okay, yeah. Back with the second edition of mailbag. I love mailbag. I did. We did the first one. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this. We did the first one. I was like, oh, I love this. This is the best thing ever. We only got two questions today. We're keeping it light. Um, both questions come from. Somebody on Discord. I don't want to say his Discord name. That's weird. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that on the podcast. Shout out to there Sahid. it is. There's there he is. Uh, clearly Jackson's friend, right? Um, it's funny. These both <laughs> these questions are not really related to the plans. Um, so we just had this whole conversation about the plans and that. But you know, the the mailbag questions they don't have to be related. They can just be random questions. Um, preferably related to Hawks or I don't know if you want to ask about Jackson's love life. I guess you can. I'm not sure if we'll answer that, but. Um, Maybe we will. That could that could be interesting. Anyway, uh, he asks, what, first question is, what realistically are you looking for in the draft to best help the Hawks? So looking forward to the draft. I mean, ties in with uh, March Madness a little bit because um, the, the championship is tomorrow. It's uh, UNC, Kansas. So um, Coach K- K-Pack is in the air. Um, yeah, Jackson, I'm, I'm deferring to you almost fully on this one. What realistically are you looking for in the draft to best help the Hawks for the future? Look, I think, you know, going to the draft, I feel like we've seen enough from, you know, Schlink's philosophy, you know, since 2017, we're about five. This will be his fifth draft with us. And, you know, Nate McMillan, we've obviously seen that, you know, he he's, he's not afraid to say, hey, hey, get rookie. You just got to the league. You aren't playing right now. Um, look, I'm feeling the draft, you know, assuming we're picking in like the mid-teens region. I think that's fair. You know, there is a chance we get eliminated in the play-ins and we end up in the lottery. And then, you know, we have like a 1% chance of jumping up. But that is still is a chance. It can happen. It's mathematically possible. But, you know, I'm not counting on it. You know, I'm looking at guys and I'm looking at guys like Z- Jeremy Sohan. And like, you know, he's a guy out of Baylor. He's like a six foot nine wing. He, you know, can play the 4 to 30. It's like he can get down low. He can make the things happen that, like, you know, the Hawks who need a, a multi-positional defender, a guy who runs in transition. He doesn't really, you know, he's not a guy creating his own shot. 
you know, he, this guy is more of you know, the role player. You know, you get this guy and you say, hey, whenever we need that lineup where it's like, hey, Trey, we're going to put you in and we're going to get you some defenders around you. I really like him. Okay. Somebody whose name's been trending a lot for March Madness. Just want to say this real quick. Ochai Abaji. There's no way you haven't heard the guy's name. He's been he's, popping he's off Kansas's recently guy, in March right? Madness. Yeah, he is Kansas guy. He's uh, Do you even know who Jeremy Sohan is? I'll pretend that I do, yeah. I mean, he's on Baylor. Like you said, he's a he, big he's, wing. Yeah, He's on Baylor, second guy, to yeah. be fair. So, I mean, I'm not expecting you to. Um, And then, like, Oche Abaji. I mean, an older prospect, but also at the same time, you have to think, like, I'm sure Nate McMillan doesn't mind having to play, uh, you know, an, an older guy. And by older, I mean, he's going to be, you know, 22 when the season starts. So, it's like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. You know how it goes, though. If you're not... 18 or 19 in the NBA draft. You're, you're an old uh, geezer. You're you're three years away from a uh your re- retirement home, basically. I you know I really like him. You know, adds, you know, some of the stuff that the Hawks are looking for. I feel like the secondary creator role is just not gonna be for him. I do feel like there, there's a lot to love off the catch and shoot. And he, you know, you listen to the shooting percentages, you know, 47, 41, 76. It's like, hey man, those are very good. You know, you're gonna come into the NBA with some experience, you know, you're an older guy. The expectations are going to be higher for him than a guy like Jeremy Sohan, like I mentioned earlier, just on account that, you know, he is older than him. It does play a factor. But, like, look, this March Madness has taught me one thing. This guy can score. You know, that could be very helpful just in situations where we want to get another guy next to Trey or we, we need a guy off the bench. I've said this numerous times. You can never have too many wings in this league. So I wouldn't mind one of those. And then uh, my last one, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, a bit of a surprise one. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Kennedy Chandler. Uh, I, I wanted to go with point guard. You know, there's a lot of Caleb Love hype, and you know, even before you know the tournament started, I was a Caleb Love guy. But I'm not ready to go out there and say it. Kennedy Chandler, he was a guy who had a very impressive run for Tennessee. They won the SEC championship. Then in the March, you know, they made it, you know, pretty far. I think they made it to the Sweet 16 before they el- or were eliminated by Michigan. You know, they had a good run. Kennedy Chandler, he's a guy. He's around Trey's height. I mean, maybe maybe six foot two. Very fast. He can shoot. But there is some, you know, flaws. It's definitely one of those things where you're taking him. If you want that backup point guard of the future, maybe he's him. You know, I think he definitely can be. I'm personally higher than him than, you know, a lot of my uh, draft colleagues. I say colleagues like I like do this as a job. I didn't know what the word was. Um, Yeah, I, I like him as a backup point guard option. I know, really, we're going to be talking about back, backup point guard until we have an established ones. But, you know, with Sharif, you know, it is you know hard to project what it is. And Sharif's been popping off lately. So shout out to the... Uh, Shout out to the Skyhawks. We don't really talk about our G League team on here. Just want to say they're like nine and one in their last ten. They're in the playoffs. No, they've they've won eleven yeah, those in are a just row. Some names by the I way. like. Yeah, oh, yeah, eleven in a row. That's ridiculous. Good for them though. And those are just some names I like. You know, there's guys like Nikolai Jovic, who you know, is an international guy, six foot ten. You know, wing. Uh, a lot of comparison. The Gallo's game, I'd say, a lot less in bag than Gallo is. You know, the Italian KD. He he's he's a big bag, you know. You know how it goes. Dyson Daniels, a guy of G League Knight, I really also like. Uh six foot seven, barefoot. He's a point guard. I mean, come on. You 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 get you get where I'm going with this. And uh yeah, that, that about rounds it up for me. I mean, there's obviously some more guys we could talk about, but don't want to spend all day on this question. But you know, really anybody in the mid teens range, I'm looking at mainly wings, just cause that's where I think this team needs to be improved. I think you you said that best slogan earlier when I said, Hey, who's your most important player? And you said, Hey, I'm not going with a player, I'm going over the entire position group as the wings. Yeah, disappointing. Um, all right. I'm just gonna, you know, agree with Jackson all that. Again, he's a draft guy. You can catch uh, you know, catch a new podcast he's on. The uh say the title. <laughs> I get it mixed up. Draft, the draft class dropouts. You can check it out on Jackson's uh, social media. He's, he's got links to it. Um, last mailbag question. 
Um, aside from John Collins, who to you sticks out as the odd man out in the Hawks' future? Because very blatantly, the Hawks are not keeping this exact same roster. They're not going to be in the luxury tax next year. Or if they are, it's not going to be for this exact roster that, you know, struggling to win 45 games. So who are the odd men out to you? Do you want, would you like to answer first? Do you want me to? So he says besides Collins, Collins could be the odd man out. I'm not, I'm not convinced he is the odd man out, but there is certainly a chance. Um, I'm thinking, I feel personally, I feel like, it's not Hunter because I think the front office likes Hunter and they're going to stick with him, even though he's had a very disappointed season. I'm going with Bogdanovich and I'm going with as a, as an odd man out and I'm going with, uh, I, I do think at some point it may not be as soon as I, I was expecting, but I think Capella is, it's sort of counting down his, his months as a Hawks. I think he may get one more year, but he's kind of an odd man out for the, you know, down the line. But what are you thinking? Uh, this is, I, I just want to say, first of all, hey, props to you for taking away the easiest answer of John Collins. You took away these. I could have just been like, John Collins, look at all the smoke that there's been over the past year or so. And that could have been that. We could have just moved past this question very quickly. But you actually made me put some thinking into this. But I do appreciate that. Uh, I like the bogey answer a lot. Uh, bogey, you know, he's getting up there in age. It's no secret about the injuries. He's still a very productive player, which I feel like a lot of people just glance over with bogey. They're like, oh, he's almost 30. You know, look at the $19 million or so on his contract. It's like, yeah, but like in the second half of the season, no player has improved as much in bogey with all, you know, all due respect to Clint Capella. I mean, bogey has, he's really turned around. So props to him. I think it's bogey just because you have Herter at that spot. Herter is making less money than bogey and like he's younger, you know, less injury stuff there just historically. And even now it's like, I just think Herter is that guy. I know that her, there was some actually some Herter trade talks at the deadline. You know, we talked about the Josh Hart stuff. Um, I feel like it's bogey. That's probably my number one answer. I don't necessarily, and with the center, I would also, I mean, we have similar answers, you know. I f- eventually feel like if eventually a Kongu will win the center, the center spot. You know, I just feel like that's how things will go. I think, I think, I think that's how everybody feels. Uh, so I do, I do want to say Capella. Um, Real but also, creative, Jackson. Honorable Minjin. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, you took the best answers. I shouldn't have let you answer first because now I just look like I'm yeah. copying you. But uh, I actually did. I want to say I did think about Herder and I was like, and eh, just, just from like a front office standpoint, you know, I do think, you know, right now on the court, I think Bogey gives you more than Herder. Just that's just how things are. But I think from a front office standpoint, you're like, hey, let's take like the five million dollars less, the less injuries, get more games played. And, you know, I would say, you know, Herder, look, you know, in a year or two, you'll you'll be around where Bogey is, if not better. So, you know, I did think about him for a second. But besides that, I don't really I mean, like you said, I think the front office likes Hunter. I I think, you know, Hunter Maybe, you know, maybe the front office is secretly cheering and, you know, maybe Schlink's like, oh, yeah, he played bad this year, can extend him for cheaper. I don't know. Um, that's why I'd say Armada out. You know, I, I, I feel like I, I will say the only player who's truly, you know, untouchable, like, OK, this guy's not going anywhere unless on, it's on his own accord is Trey. You know, and we used to talk about how, like, hey, maybe a Kongu is like that guy next to Trey. Like, hey, no Trey, don't even offer us for a Kongu. Don't even offer us for Trey. Like. Maybe, 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 maybe a Kongu can be dealt like in the right circumstances. I don't know, but that also has a lot to the uh, emergence of Clint Capella in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Um, and so that's it. That's the second edition of the mailbag. Um, anything? I mean, I think we're ready to wrap this up, Jackson. So, um, you know, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for the uh, the happy birthday wishes. Thank the, thank you, the Hawks, for. 
not blowing it on my birthday. That would have been a slight bummer, um, but they won. Um, you can check out all our links in the description, Twitter, Patreon, um, if you want to support us there. You can uh, reach out to us on Twitter, just talk talk about Hawks, whatever. Hit us up during the game. Or, of course, ask mailbag questions. We'll probably be taking more questions sometime in the next week. So feel free to ask mailbag questions and we'll get to we'll, we'll we will answer them at some point um you know within an episode or two of you asking um and <laughs> just uh if, if it's inappropriate we won't ask <laughs> but you know keep it to yourselves we, we, we ha- this is a pg-13 exactly. podcast we, we have some leeway <laughs> but we got one question that uh we're not asking so if you want to keep it, if you want to keep you, it PG thirteen, we have a brand for today. If you want to keep it PG thirteen? We'll you answer. It. <laughs> no, no, no. We're hey, hey, we're, we're staying away from those questions. Hey, hey, we we got appeal to the advertisers. Look, we hey, dog, I I ain't trying to get, I ain't trying to go out like that. Uh, yeah, no. Look, keep it respectful for your Hawks Talks host. Jeez, please. I had to read that. All right. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna pass it over to Jackson now. All right, I just want to say thank you to everyone, as always, for listening to episode 101 of the Hawks Talk Podcast. Uh, like Logan said, check out the description. We have a bunch of links. I will say I made a very special update, and I know everyone's ready for it. I actually did this right after our latest episode. The Patreon has been changed up a bit, and by that, I mean I did drop the $15 tier to the $10 tier, and there's no differences because I haven't come up with anything. It's something I'm going to... I want to work on our Patreon. I think me and Logan both do. We want to like work on our Patreon you know, maybe after, maybe in the all season when, you know, we can just like talk about things, you know, and think of ways we can make it more enticing instead of it basically just being like, hey, support us. I mean, but as always, do appreciate everyone on Patreon who does decide to support us. And you can sign up today for ad-free episodes. Never have to listen to an ad again, you know, $5. I mean, the the $8 and $10 here get it. So there you go. If you never want to listen to an ad again, that's where you go. Uh, as that being said, do check out us on our Twitter. You know, follow the official Hawks off Twitter account for all uh, updates on episodes and everything. Check out mine and Logan's Twitter. We've been really active on Twitter lately. Just want to say props to both of us. I mean, we've been we've been on it. So hey, the Hawks are gearing up in playoff mode, and so are we. We're we're on it. And anyways, you can find us there. Uh, feel free to reach out about us with anything. Stay tuned. You know, we're going to be posting mailbag stuff. That's how you can you know become more interactive with the show. That's one thing I really like about the mailbag is it kind of gives you a chance of you know you coming on the show just in you know a way with a question you know as logan said you know keep it respectful keep it pg-13 don't don't ask us anything that you wouldn't ask your grandma guys all right um anyways thank you for listening have a good start to your week love you goodbye it used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets it's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from ebay motors they have 122 million parts so you can always find the right fitment Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. The perfect closet editions feel as good as they look, and Rothy's knits style and comfort into every pair of shoes. The Rothy's signature sneaker combines game-changing comfort with a timeless style that goes perfectly with every look, from casual to elevated. And their one-of-a-kind driving loafers feel great with or without socks and come in both classic and eye-catching designs. Find out what the hype is all about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash hype.